opened a cookbook or read a recipe online and felt as though you were reading something in a different language? Well, in some ways you were. Cooking does have a specific vocabulary associated with it. If you don't understand that vocabulary, you're already at a disadvantage. For example, if you don't know what it means to saute, reduce by half, or julienne, how can you accurately follow a recipe that includes those terms? Obviously, you can't. Now last year, or I guess earlier this year, uh, last January, just as I stopped doing the podcast, I had launched my free 10-week basic cooking course, Kitchen Clueless to Food Independent. Now, this is the first uh, in that series, and as I stopped doing the blog or the podcast, just as I started doing this series on the blog, I'm going to share this entire series over the next couple of weeks right here on the podcast. So today we're looking at basic cooking course week one, understanding cooking terms, and then we'll go from there. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. And as it is the beginning, and we will be starting in what appears to be the most logical place, cooking terms. Now, it seems to me that if you don't understand what I'm saying, you aren't going to learn too much. So please join me as I define some of the most used and most important cooking terms you'll come across in the course and beyond. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in Five, and this is Understanding Cooking Terms. Terms. Bake. To bake or baking means to cook something with dry, indirect heat, as in an oven. An example of cooking over direct heat would be cooking over a flame. Typical baking is done with a moderate heat between 300 degrees Fahrenheit and 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Foods that would typically be baked include cakes, cookies, and bread. Blanche. To blanch or blanching can mean two things. When referring to French fries, it means to partially cook in oil at a temperature of 300 degrees Fahrenheit to 340 degrees Fahrenheit. This blanching process cooks the fries through. The second and final cooking process is done at a higher heat, 350 degrees Fahrenheit to 375 degrees Fahrenheit, and crisps the outside of the fries. Without this initial blanching, the fries would get very dark, almost burnt color on the outside, in the amount of time it would take to cook them through. The second meaning of blanching or to blanch is the more commonly used one. It means to place a food item in boiling water for a few seconds to a few minutes. The item is then removed from the boiling water and placed in ice water to stop the cooking process. This blanching process is used most commonly to peel tomatoes. Um, a small cross cut is made in the bottom of the tomato, which is then processed as described, uh, as I just described. Once the tomato comes out of the ice water, the peel comes off very easily. So just to reiterate, you would make a tiny, tiny little cross cut on the bottom of the tomato, drop the, wa drop the tomato in boiling water for 15, 20 seconds, take it out, drop it in ice water for 30 to 40 seconds, take it out of the ice water, and the peel will come right off. Two other uses for this blanching process include helping to keep the vibrant green color of basil when making pesto, and for processing fresh vegetables prior to freezing them. So if you have a garden or you just buy a big bag of, let's say, green beans, you want to blanch them. So again, drop them in boiling water for a few seconds, take them out of the water, and then drop them in ice water to cool them down immediately. 
then you dry them, and then you freeze them like that. If you don't blanch them, they're just not going to freeze very well. Braise. Braising is a moist heat cooking method most commonly used for cooking meat. Braising is typically done at low temperatures over long periods of time. It is usually combined with a secondary cooking method such as searing or grilling. The food item being braised is usually first seared in a hot pan to color its outside and add flavor. Liquid such as wine stock or water is then added along with other flavorings. A lid is placed on the pot, which is then placed in an oven preheated to a temperature between 275 degrees Fahrenheit and 325 degrees Fahrenheit. Braising is a cooking method best suited to larger and tougher cuts of meat. Stewing is braising that is usually done on the stovetop rather than in an oven. Brine. A brine is a salt and water solution most typically used to make fermented pickles and sauerkraut. Today, it is common to brine ribs, turkey, and chickens. These types of brines usually contain sugar along with salt, water, and other flavorings. The benefit of brining certain meat items is that salt absorbs into the meat and binds the protein molecules. This helps the meat retain moisture when cooked and also adds flavor. Boil. Boiling is the point at which a liquid is heated so that it is vigorously bubbling. Boiling is used mostly to cook pasta, potatoes, and some vegetables. It can also be used for the process of reduction and steaming. When meat, fish, vegetables, or dumplings are set over boiling water and covered, they are cooked by the steam evaporating off the surface of the boiling water. Meats should not be boiled as the high heat and vigorous movement can toughen the protein strands and make the meat rubbery. The term boiled eggs is a misnomer as eggs develop a sulfury smell and taste when subjected to the high heat of boiling. There's also the potential for the shells to break from the vigorous movement. Most other foods don't do well when boiled. They tend to toughen, overcook, lose color and flavor and fall apart. So really vegetables, pasta, potatoes, rice is pretty much all you want to boil. Broil. To broil is to cook something quickly over a very hot direct heat source. Most ovens have a broil setting that activate the top elements in the oven, which reaches temperatures in excess of 500 degrees Fahrenheit. Broiling is, the mo is most often done to melt cheese or quickly brown foods. It can also be used to cook steaks or pork chops, but you have to watch them very closely because the high heat can burn them very quick and set your smoke detector off. Brown. Browning, also known as the Maillard reaction, is the process by which amino acids and sugars present in food interact with heat and change color and flavor. Think about browning a steak or the brown spots on the cheese and crust of a pizza. And we'll talk about caramelization now. Caramelize. Caramelization is the process of oxidizing sugar using heat. We've all had caramel, which is just refined sugar heated to the point of almost burning. Most foods, vegetables especially, have natural sugars that when caramelized provide a deep flavor with a mild sweetness. Think of caramelized onions. This caramelization is also present in roasted vegetables to a lesser degree. Caramelized onions are cooked over a low temperature of, for a fairly long amount of time. This low and slow cooking process draws the natural sugars out of the onion and, the, and oxidizes them, giving the onions a deep caramel color and a sweet flavor. Clarify. The term to clarify means to make clear or remove any solids and sediment from a liquid. In cooking, it usually refers to either clarified butter or stock. In the case of butter, it is first melted and left to sit for a few minutes. 
During that time, the butter fat will separate from the milk solids. The butter fat, a golden brown, a golden colored liquid, will be sandwiched between two layers of cloudy white solids. The top layer of solids is carefully scooped off and discarded. The butter fat is then scooped out and saved, leaving only the remaining milk solids on the bottom of the dish. For very clear, clarified butter, the butter fat is then strained through cheesecloth. Chop. The chop is to cut into small pieces with a vigorous cutting motion. This is usually only used for certain herbs like parsley or for very finely chopped meat, such as for steak tartare. When chopping, one hand holds the handle of the knife in a firm but comfortable grip. The other hand is placed either on the back of the blade of the knife, roughly one-third of the way from the tip to the handle of the blade, and this will create a counterbalance point and allow the knife to chop most efficiently. Conventional oven. A conventional oven is one that is heated either by burning gas or electric elements from the top, bottom, or both. The temperature is controlled by a thermometer attached to an on-off switch, which turns the elements or gas on or off based on the set temperature. Convection oven. A convection oven is similar to a conventional oven, but with the addition of a fan to circulate heated air. Convection ovens are generally more efficient. Typically, when using a convection oven, the temperature is set to 15 to 25 degrees lower than for a conventional oven. In modern convection ovens, the temperature change is automatic. Higher-end convection ovens generally have three settings, convect bake, convect roast, and convect broil. The convict set, convict bake setting, excuse me, that's hard to say, heats from the bottom, the convect roast setting heats from the top element, and the convect broil setting heats from the top element as well, but on a much higher temperature. A cup, sorry, cup. A cup is a standardized unit of volume measure that is described as both 250 milliliters and 240 milliliters, depending on where you are. In the metric system, one cup equals 250 milliliters, while in the U.S., one cup usually equals 240 mils. For most things, this difference won't have much of an impact. However, for baking, it is important to notch to note which cup you are using. That's why baking is best done by weight rather than volume. A cup can be broken down into half, third, and quarter cups. For accurate measuring, buy good quality measuring cups with clearly written measurements. Deep frying. To deep fry is to cook foods completely submerged in hot oil. The temperature ranges for deep frying oil generally fall between 325 degrees Fahrenheit and 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Canola oil, lard, duck fat, and peanut oil are, are the fats most commonly used for deep frying due to their high smoke point. When deep frying, it is important that the oil is up to the temperature prior to the food being added. Food added to the oil that has not reached a proper cooking temperature may absorb large amounts of oil and be overly greasy. Deglaze. To deglaze means to add liquid, generally alcohol such as wine, to a hot pan to release bits of food that have been stuck to the bottom of its surface. This is typically done when making a pan sauce or gravy. It is important that the pan be hot when the liquid is added, Otherwise, the stuck food bits won't lift up as easily. Demi-glass, or just demi. Demi-glass means half glass in French. Essentially, half glass, excuse me, in French. Essentially, it is a thick brown sauce made of thickened stock. The stock is traditionally thickened with a roux. However, it is also commonly common to thicken the stock using natural gelatin. Demi-glass can be used as a sauce by itself or added to pan sauces to create a secondary sauce. Dice. 
To dice is to cut food into small cubes. There are four main sized dice. Uh, fine dice, also known as a brunoise, is usually around three millimeters by three millimeters by three millimeters. A small dice is usually six millimeters by six millimeters by six millimeters. And a medium dice is generally nine mil by nine mil by nine mil. A large dice is one centimeter by one centimeter by one centimeter. Foods that are to be diced are typically first cut into slabs or boards, then into sticks or matchsticks, the same dimension of the diced cubes. Then the matchsticks are lined up and cut across to make the final dice. The bigger the dice, the bigger the matchsticks. Dry roast. So dry roast is very similar to baking, but usually done on a higher heat, between 375 degrees Fahrenheit and 450 degrees Fahrenheit. The dry in dry roast typically means that no fat or liquid is added to the food item being roasted. Dry roasting is typically used when roasting nuts, seeds, or coffee beans. Emulsify. To emulsify or emulsification is the act of combining two liquids that typically don't mix. Think water and oil. Examples of common emulsifications include mayonnaise, chocolate, hollandaise sauce, and vinaigrettes. To make an emulsification, a binder is typically used. The binders help hold together the two liquids that don't want to hold together. In the case of mayonnaise and hollandaise sauce, the binder is the egg yolk. When making a vinaigrette, the binder is typically mustard, either prepared or dried. Filet. A filet is a boneless cut of meat or fish. In Europe, a filet of beef refers to beef tenderloin. Garnish. Garnish can refer to something added to a dish for presentation purposes, such as edible flowers or curly parsley. It can also refer to a series of ingredients added to a broth-based soup or pizza. In pho, for example, the garnish could refer to cilantro and Thai basil and or the other vegetables present in the soup. Glaze. A glaze in cooking is a thick, usually sweet sauce that is added to foods during the cooking process. Often the glaze will add shine to the food item. Carrots are often glazed with a little honey or and vinegar or brown sugar and butter. Gram. A gram is a small unit of measure in the metric system weighing approximately the same as one cubic centimeter of water. For conversion to the American system, one ounce equals roughly 28 grams. Grill. To grill or grilled is typically synonymous with barbecues, referring to uh, as referred to in Canada. However, food cooked in a grill pan over an indoor electric grill or gas grill can also be called grilled. <clears throat> Gratin. Gratin can be either a crust of melted cheese and bread crumbs uh, or the process of melting and browning the cheese. The most common use of the term is potatoes au gratin, which is a dish of thinly sliced potatoes cooked in cream and topped with cheese that is melted under a broiler. Gratin is the, is the term. Julienne. Julienne is a type of cut where the food item is cut into matchsticks. The size of the matchstick can vary from three millimeters by three millimeters to one centimeter by one centimeter. Julienne bigger than one centimeter, uh, and the julienne is known as a batonet. A similar style of cut used for soft herbs is known as a chiffonade. For a chiffonade, the herbs are rolled or stacked and cut into long, thin strips. This is best done with uh, firmer herbs like parsley as opposed to herbs like sage or basil, which will bruise very easily, and they should just be stacked rather than rolled. Kilogram. A kilogram, also known as a kilo or a kg, 
is a unit of measure in the metric system weighing approximately the same as one liter of water. One kilogram equals 1,000 grams. For conversion to the American system, one kg equals approximately 2.2 pounds. Low and slow. Low and slow is a term in common use referring to a style of cooking on low heat for a long period of time. Braising, smoking, and slow cooking all fall under the low and slow. Liter. A liter is a unit of liquid measure in the metric system comprised of 1,000 milliliters, four metric cups, or approximately two pints. For U.S. conversion, one liter equals 32 fluid ounces. Marinade, marinate. A marinade is a strongly flavored liquid used to tenderize and flavor meat, fish, and poultry. A marinade differs from a brine in that it generally contains an acid such as vinegar, oil, and spices to brine. Uh, uh, spices. A brine is a saltwater solution. To marinate food, the marinade ingredients are combined and the food being marinated is added and left to sit over a period of time. The food item is then removed from the marinade and cooked as desired. Some marinades are then pasteurized by boiling and used as a sauce or a glaze. Mother sauces. In French cooking, there are five base sauces known as the mother sauces. Other ingredients are added to these base sauces to create an unlimited array of secondary sauces. The mother sauces are hollandaise, tomato, espagnol, velouté, and bechamel. Bernays sauce is made by steeping shallots, tarragon, uh, and other peppercorns in vinegar. The resulting liquid is used in place of lemon juice and hollandaise. In this case, hollandaise would be the mother sauce and Bernays would be the secondary sauce. Mince. Mince can refer to ground or finely chopped meat. Uh, most commonly, the, the word mince refers to food items that have been cut very, very small or the act of cutting food very small. It is an imprecise term that has no specific measurement associated with it. Mirepoix. Mirepoix is a combination of two parts onion, one part each carrot and celery. This combination is used, used extensively in French cooking to flavor soups and sauces. In Italian, this combination is known as sofrito, not to be confused with Spanish and Portuguese sofrito, which is a combination of onion, tomato, garlic, and pepper. Pan fry. Pan fry can mean to either cook in a shallow pan on a stovetop in a small amount of oil over moderate heat. It is often used as an interchangeable term for sautéing. However, pan-fried items are often coated in breadcrumbs or flour prior to cooking. Pan-frying differs from shallow-frying in that much less oil is used in a pan uh, to pan-fry generally only one to two tablespoons. The style of cooking is most commonly used for cooking fish, such as haddock, cod, or trout. Pinch. Often in recipes, you'll be told to add a pinch of salt or a pinch of cinnamon. A pinch is an amount you can pick up between the ends of your thumb and index finger. In the case of salt, you would reach your thumb in and index finger into the dish, best not to use a shaker, and pinch your fingers together. The amount of salt between those two fingers is a pinch, and you have a pinch of salt. Occasionally, the middle finger may be included in the pinch, though this will drastically increase the amount of salt that is picked up. Poached, poached, and poaching. To poach is to cook in simmering water. This style of cooking is most typically used for eggs and fish. It is important when poaching that the water is not boiling. The water should hardly be moving, in fact. Because the foods most commonly poached are fragile, like fish, the vigorous motion of boiling water will break the food. Also, the high heat of boiling 
can have a negative effect on the texture of some foods. Poaching can be done in plain water, flavored water, olive oil, beer, wine, stock, all kinds of things. Reduce. It is not uncommon to be told to reduce by half or reduce by two-thirds in a recipe. This is referring to the amount of liquid that has been evaporated from the overall volume. A recipe that tells you to add one cup of wine then reduce by half is saying to cook the wine until the total volume is half as much as you initially added. In this case, the total amount of wine left in the pan should be about half a cup. Reducing liquid has two main purposes. First and foremost, it concentrates the flavor. Water evaporates, but the flavor stays behind. The more water you take out of the, out, the more intense the flavor will be. The second purpose is to thicken. The more water you take out of a substance, the thicker it will be. Rendering. Rendering is the process of slowly melting fat out of a food item. When cooking bacon, it is common to start in a cold pan, and the pan and the bacon heat at roughly the same rate. This slow heating allows the fat in the bacon to melt away or render from the bacon. The bacon then cooks in this fat and gets very crispy. You may also see this term when talking about cooking duck breasts. Duck skin is very fatty but flavorful. To make it palatable, some of the fat has to be rendered out. Roast. Roasting traditionally refers to cooking in front of a flame over a long period of time. Today, it is more commonly used to refer to baking meat on high heat between 375 and 450 degrees Fahrenheit. Modern ovens will have a roast setting which turns on the top element of the oven rather than the bottom. This creates a nice crust or roasted appearance on the surface of the meat. Roasting is a technique most commonly used for large cuts of meat, such as hams, legs of lamb, or big pieces of beef. It is also commonly common to roast vegetables. Excuse me. Roast vegetables take on a mildly sweet flavor that highlights their natural flavors. Roux. A roux is a mixture of equal parts by weight of flour and fat, most commonly butter, used to thicken soups and sauces. To make a roux, the fat is first melted, then the flour is added. This mixture is cooked for two to five minutes, depending on how dark a roux is desired. The darker the roux, the nuttier the flavor. Light roux, cooked for two to five minutes, are the most common. Very dark roux and generally, is generally used to make gumbo, and that can take up to 35 minutes to cook. The general rule for adding a roux to a soup or sauce is that cold liquid should be added to a hot roux and a cold roux should be added to hot liquids. If this is done in the reverse, you risk the chance of lumps, which you don't want. Sauté. In French, sauté means to jump, and that is the best way to describe this cooking technique. Food is added to a hot frying pan with a small amount of fat and cooked quickly while being tossed or stirred. This food is almost constantly kept in motion to prevent burning due to the high cooking temperature. This technique is most commonly used for vegetables. Score. To score is to make small shallow cuts in a food item. This can be done to the bottom of a tomato that is going to be blanched and peeled. It can also be done to pork or duck skin to allow a marinade to penetrate more deeply to create a nice presentation or to allow for skin and fat to become crispier during cooking. Sear or sealing. Searing used to be called sealing because it was believed that the process sealed in moisture and flavor. This is false. Searing is done in a pan over very high heat with little to no fat. The purpose is to brown the surface of the meat, poultry, or fish very quickly. This browning adds a depth to the flavor that would otherwise not be there. This technique can be used on its own, 
but is more commonly combined with braising. When making a beef stew, it is common to sear or brown the beef before adding it into the gravy to be braised. Season or seasoning. You'll see uh, time and time again in recipes to season to taste. The seasoning being referred to is salt and pepper, unless otherwise specified. The to taste part of that just means to add salt and pepper until you think it tastes good enough. Shred, shredded, grated. To shred or shredded usually refers to cabbage or lettuce that has either been cut very thinly or that has been grated on a cheese grater. Shredded cabbage can most commonly be found in coleslaw, while shredded lettuce is most commonly used as a topping for hamburgers and sandwiches. Simmer. To simmer is to cook a liquid on a low heat. Usually, this item has been brought to a boil first, then the heat was turned down, and the boil stops and turns into a simmer. Where a boil is violently, violently churning liquid, a simmer is a very calm bubbling liquid. Simmering is a way to cook liquids over a long period of time to intensify the flavor and to thicken. You simmer a pasta sauce or a pot of chili. Skin. Skin can refer to a type of milk that has had the majority of the fat removed uh, or skimmed off the top. It can also refer to the process of removing any scum that is accumulated at the top of a stock pot. Skimming a stock helps to ensure a clear appearance and flavor. Slice. A slice is a thin, broad cut of food. Think a slice of cheese, tomato, or bread. This type of cut can be used to cut vegetables, such as onions, carrots, celery, and cabbage, as well as meats like roast beef or chicken. Slice is a fairly broad term used commonly to just cut to just mean cut. Steam. Steam is water in its gaseous form. Water is a boiling point of 212 degrees Fahrenheit or 100 degrees Celsius. Any temperature above that and the water becomes steam. Because steam is hotter than water, it can be used to cook foods quicker and more efficiently than boiling or simmering water. Because foods that are steamed are not submerged in water, they retain more of their nutritional value. Food that is to be steamed is placed in a sealed basket above boiling water. The steam collects in the sealed basket and cooks the food. I like to think of steaming as water smoking. Where smoking is cooking food with vapor from superheated wood, steaming is cooking food with vapor from superheated water. Stew. Stew is a food item generally containing meat and vegetables cooked in a thickened stock or gravy. Stewed fruit and vegetables are generally cooked in a small amount of water that has been thickened with flour, cornstarch, and or reduction like stewed tomatoes. Stock broth. A stock is a flavored liquid made by simmering bones with vegetables and herbs. This liquid is strained and used as the base liquid for soups, braises, and sauces, or to cook rice or potatoes. Today, the term bone broth gets thrown around a lot, but this isn't actually a thing. Where stock is made by simmering bones, a broth is made by simmering meat. They are two very distinct things with different uses. Stock is used as a base of other foods, but would never be served on its own. A broth, on the other hand, is served on its own as a soup. So the next time you hear somebody say bone broth, look at them and realize that they are probably probably don't know what they're talking about. I was going to say something mean there, but I'm going to stop myself. Stir fry. Stir fry can refer to both a style of cooking and a style of food. The style of cooking is the Asian equivalent of a saute. The difference is that a stir fry is most typically cooked in a wok, where a saute is done in a regular frying pan. The food stir-fry is a combination of meat and vegetables that have been cooked using the stir-fry technique. Tablespoon, teaspoon. 
The tablespoon, TBSP, is a unit of volume measure. It is the metric in the metric system, one tablespoon equals exactly 15 milliliters. In the US system, one tablespoon equals 14.8 milliliters. Strangely enough, in Australia, one tablespoon equals 20 milliliters. Four metric tablespoons equals a quarter cup. A teaspoon, TSP, is also a unit of volume measure. Three teaspoons equals one tablespoon. In the metric system, one teaspoon equals five mils. In the U.S. system, one teaspoon equals 4.92 mils. Oddly enough, an Australian teaspoon is the same as a metric teaspoon. Doesn't make any sense. The difference in these measures uh, from place to place are small, but it is important to note where the recipe is coming from, especially if you're multiplying the recipe. Small differences become large ones on, on, on a certain scale. Temper, tempering. To temper or tempering is the process of slowly adding a hot liquid to a cooler liquid to slowly increase the temperature. They don't actually have to be liquids. The process is generally used with items containing a high portion of egg or an item that may curdle. The idea is that by gradually increasing the temperature of the potentially volatile item, it, will, it is less likely to curdle. The process is used for lots of recipes, but it is best illustrated when making a chocolate mousse. Egg yolk and sugar is beaten together while chocolate is melted with rum and espresso. The chocolate mixture is considerably hotter than the egg yolk mixture. Because of this temperature difference, adding all the chocolate at once would solidify the egg yolk, leaving little bits of cooked egg yolk in the mousse. Instead, if the hot chocolate is whisked into the egg in a slow, steady stream, the temperature will gradually increase and the egg yolk won't cook in the same way. What would have been a lumpy, gross mess is instead smooth and delicious. Tempering has a second meaning and is used to refer to chocolate that has been tempered in order to have it set firm, shiny, and with a nice cracking sound when broken. This is done by melting chocolate at one temperature, adding unmelted chocolate to lower the temperature, and then slightly raising the temperature. These temperature changes cause the cocoa butter in the chocolate to harden in a specific crystalline pattern. This pattern is what gives tempered chocolate its texture and appearance. Toss. The toss is to flip and jostle food in a bowl or pan in order to evenly distribute a sauce or another ingredient. You may toss cooked French fries in a bowl with salt to evenly coat the fries with the seasoning. Tossing a pan refers to a push and pull motion of a pan, which causes the food to flip forward and back down on itself. Professional chefs use this technique rather than stirring because it's quicker and in many more ways efficient. Truss. To truss is to tie a food item, often poultry or meat, to be roasted. When trussing chicken, the legs and wings are brought tight to the body in order to ensure a more even cook. All right, that was a lot. I know it was a lot, but it's all really important information. If you don't know those cooking terms, it's going to be hard to read recipes and it's definitely going to be hard to understand the rest of this series. So I just wanted to make sure you have them. And if you've gotten this far, good on you, man. Good on you. Because it was a lot. I know it wasn't. It wasn't the most interesting podcast episode I've ever done. But all very important information. And when we come back next week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we'll be jumping back into this series with a lot more of really cool information. And again, this entire series, I think there's I think there's eight posts. 
um, or something like that. And there's so much information that I am very, very excited to share with you. And then once we're done this, probably take a break for the holidays, come back in the new year and things are going to change a little bit around here. Um, I don't want to say too much because nothing's for sure, but I think that, um, I think that you'll be really happy with the changes that are coming in the new year. And until then, we're just going to keep banging out this series that I should have done last year. So thank you so much for listening. And again, if you've gotten this far in this episode, you're awesome. I really appreciate it. Otherwise, I'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. This is Food and Five. I'm Chef Ben, and you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Chef Ben Kelly. Thank you.